Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about TMNT Mutant Mayhem, the new animated film from Seth Rogen and other people. I don't remember. Um, the new, anyway, the new Ninja Turtles animated movie. All right, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Uh, yes, we will be talking about that movie um, and spoiling it. There is stuff to spoil, I suppose. Um, but we won't spoil anything or talk about any plot until the review portion, which comes after the news. So, Dylan, what you got? All right. So, you know how last week we were like, we recorded early and they were like, whatever that big trailer that came out on Monday uh-huh. or Tuesday is, we didn't see it. Yes. It happened. We it did. It. We, I mean, it has to happen. Yeah. It always does. The um, Loki season two trailer dropped, which um, it comes out October 6th. So it's a little ways off still. But um, yeah. this is the obviously the next big Marvel miniseries. Our first season two of any um, of the Marvel original Disney Plus series. Yeah, it picks that's up cool. where the last one left off, where Loki was like trapped in a alternate TVA looking situation, maybe yes. run by Kang. Not sure, but um, there was a lot in the trailer of him teaming up with a uh, Mobius and Mobius, and uh, <laughs> we got a look at Kihi Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once as like a tech dude, TVA tech dude, maybe. Yeah, some guy um, in a uh, in a repair shop, maybe. We got some cool shots of Sylvie. It looks like she's working at McDonald's for some reason. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> this wasn't a very story-heavy trailer. Let's no. say that. It was very much uh, visuals. It was, it was a very vibes. much sizzle reel, and we're back, baby! Yeah, which I'm fine with. I don't need the whole right. story. And then we got one shot of, of Kang, which was like mm. a recycled shot from the after credit scene of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So what does um, that mean? That it's a, so so why like why was it a recycled shot, and why was that all there is? Obviously, the, the problems of which one of the majors we are aware but does yeah. it, are they concealing something? Is he going to be in it far less than he was originally going to be, do you think? or I think he's going to be in it the same amount. I don't think they reshot anything, and they can't now. Um, so I think maybe he has a big presence in the show, but they're not going to market it as such, kind of like the way they removed him from marketing materials for Ammon and Wasp, like the poster right. and stuff like that. So I think I think he did it a bit a lot, and then I think they did a shot from that same scene we saw because there's nothing to talk about online, like a new Kang. I think that would yeah. have been like a, a really good way to generate discussion if this whole thing wasn't going on, you know, like show a different mm-hmm. a few different Kang variants, but we just saw the one, so there's nothing really to discuss there. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be in a lot of it. Um, okay, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do after that. Or maybe they. Yeah, they didn't have time to write in like a transfer to a new character. Not sure. Right. If I had to guess, I think they're waiting for what the uh, you know public opinion verdict is after his uh, trial. You know, so that makes sense. I, I mean, we'll get anything official. When is it coming out? This comes out October sixth. Okay, so the day a, a little before, bit. or the yeah, the day before uh, Bedrock City Con. October 7th and 8th. Tickets on sale now at bedrockcitycon.com. And all Bedrock City stores. And all Bedrock City stores, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm excited for this. Uh, Okay. I I don't know if you have the same opinion, Michael, but like, I remember not being thrilled with Loki when it came out. Like, there were some episodes that I really liked and then some that I was met on. But like, overall, looking back at it, I look back at it like 
more fondly than a lot of the Marvel shows for some reason. Like it. Right. I I, I'm I'm with you. Like I um I yeah, I I didn't love it at the time, or I mean I liked it fine, but it didn't blow me over. But looking back on it, it hindsight is very kind of that show. I feel like I remember what happened in it too. And I don't think I could tell you what happened in any Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. Oh boy. You know? You got me. Like, who knows? I, I don't yeah. remember at all. This but yeah, really I'm, cool I'm excited. Too, so. And it did. It did. And the trailer looks good. So yeah, the visuals look really cool. And I think it was the it. I know we talk a lot about Marvel fatigue and the movie superhero uh, going the way of the Western, as they say. I hate that phrase. I don't know why everyone yes. says it now. Like, did one article say that? And then everyone says the way of the Western. Of course. I mean, that's, that's, how, all, that's that. how these things happens happen i don't like it i don't like saying the western (laughs) oh the western um, yeah it's pretentious um but uh it had like the highest like it broke like a bunch of records for view counts for marvel trailers so people are interested in this one anyway maybe what they need is a return to form you know and so that they don't go the way the western yeah the mcu is officially over (laughs) Uh, I mean, we'll see when okay. the Marvels comes out. Yeah, I'm hyped. Okay. Me too. Um, More Marvel news, but this one's not so good. Not good news. Uh-oh. Well, it is kind of good news. I don't know. Um, After a bunch of uh, strikes, WGA and SAG after, after um, the Marvel Studios Visual Effects Artist Studio have um petitioned to demand union uh, recognition. So this is coming okay. from Vulture and a group of more than 50 employees filed a petition for an election to be represented by the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees or IATSE. Um, okay. And they're, they're asking for the election to be held as nearly as uh, August 21st. So they want to elect, a, um, you know, a union, uh, which is pretty unprecedented because there's no like visual effects artists and animators and and like video games and animated movies and live action movies they don't have any kind of union protections interesting and, um, well good i hope they can get that going yeah we've been we've been talking a lot about how they're at least seemingly like extremely overworked and underpaid you know oh, so absolutely what and would this that, mean for us i don't know i mean i would assume it would mean that we get better visual effects so I don't know. I feel like it, they might just like not? pay less people. To do it. Oh, <laughs> maybe I'm like too negative. Um, That's pretty cynical, but I mean, you never know. Because things, things will get more expensive for studios, right? So don't you think they'll just be like, eh, it's done. You know, <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> pay anymore. That's good enough. Turn in your work. You know, uh, it's funny. I don't know. I don't know if we'll get a quality increase, but at least they'll get a quality of life increase. You know, hopefully. I, man, I hope so. Um, they, they deserve it because those people work so hard. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like I'm hearing about like video game people getting abused all the time too. Like, oh yeah, any kind of animator. It's like seems like a very toxic environment. Um, okay, you know what's not toxic, Michael? What's that? <laughs> no segue. <laughs> a billion dollars. <laughs> we love a billion dollars. We love the studios. Oh uh, yeah, congratulations to Warner Brothers. Yeah, we're quite a pivot. 
Um, <laughs> Barbie has made a billion dollars at the global box office. Four hundred fifty-nine, wow. good for her. Four hundred fifty-nine million in North America, five hundred seventy-two internationally, and this happened in just seventeen days, which is one of the fastest movies to make a billion ever. It's wow. the first movie to make a billion dollars solely directed by a woman. Um, there are some okay. duo directors that made a billion dollars, like Captain Marvel, Frozen, and Frozen Two. Okay, uh, but not not solely. So it's like groundbreaking in those ways. It's the wow one of one of brothers' um fastest movie ever to hit a billion. It is um. The sixth pandemic era movie to cross a billion dollars, joining Spider-Man No Way Home, Top Gun Maverick, Jurassic World Dominion, wow. Avatar Way of Water, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's some good company wow. to be in. Awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's That's interesting really, because it's cool. Like more than any of those other movies, like you can see like maybe a through line for Spider-Man, Top Gun, Jurassic World, and Avatar. Like they're very uh male catered. Which I love right. those movies. Well, I don't love Jurassic World. Um, but <laughs> I like those movies. And uh there's like a place for them. But it's it's weird to see something like not even like Captain Marvel, like it can have some cross appeal. I think this has cross appeal as well, but something like so like aggressively female driven. Yeah. It's like I think it's groundbreaking because I think it'll lead the way to more of this type of thing, you know? I think there's a lot of the sentimentality, like, oh, women don't really go to the movies. <laughs> they don't, like, shell out. Like, I think that is, like, an actual statistic, maybe as much as male attendees, but, like, it's clearly, like, something to mine, you know? Clearly. Not to I dehumanize mean, women, but you know what I mean. Like, it's well, a market I mean, that needs to be served. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a studio executive, right? Like, I mean, I have to see that. They don't care. Yeah. Of course not. So that's why you gotta you gotta phrase it in ways that they'll they'll listen to. But I hope we exactly. get more Barbies. Not necessarily Barbie movies. I don't think it needs a sequel. No, we don't need we don't need that, but I mean but there will th- be. I think this is a net positive for the industry, right? So Yeah, well, I think until, maybe they made until some they start money like back exploiting. Yeah. But wait till yeah, the fake the Barbie fake Save Flash. Yeah. And uh Black Adam and Shazam. Um <laughs> Okay, the rest is all DC news. I'll get through it pretty quickly. Uh, Not because I don't like it, but it's not like anything substantial. There's there's some strikes going on, Michael. There's not a lot of official promotion. I I hadn't heard. Yeah, I had one trailer. I'm sorry. Um, James Gunn confirmed that the DCU animated movies, so first one being um, uh, that monster one. What's it called? Uh, uh, You got me, man. Girl, okay. Well, I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the monster one we all it's know. coming out they're coming out theatrically that's the headline uh, at least that's what he said i mean i would have assumed that okay i wouldn't i don't know the dc movies don't come out theatrically now oh the we, dc animated did, movies yeah we did see the one we saw that killing joke in theater a well that was like a event. fathom event and that was awful um it was bad. but it seems like they're gonna do the big animated theatrical rollout okay so that's interesting i don't know that's cool. Um, I mean, that's good. I mean, hopefully it works out for them. Yeah. Um. Okay, next one is some Wonder Woman news. Um, oh. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's coming from Gal Gadot, so it has some validity. Um, okay. She's promoting her movie Heart of Stone. I don't know, a Netflix film. And she said, I love portraying Wonder Woman. 
It's so close and dear to my heart from what I heard from James Gunn and from Peter Safran is that we're going to develop Wonder Woman 3 together. Um, so okay, that's the news that we're getting a Gal Gadot led Wonder Woman 3. Cool. Um, yeah. What's your what, what are your feelings on this? On there being a Wonder Woman 3 co- man. Look, on the existence of this sequel. I mean, look. I, it's hard to say because I, I I don't love 1984, right? Um, yeah. But this is with new people, presumably. No Patty Jenkins, she said. No Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. Um, but I, I mean, it's probably going to be better than 1984, right? It has to be. Um, it, has, it has to be at least better received. Yeah. Right. And like, I we still don't know what we're going to get with our first like true gun. DC movie, right? And we won't know for a little bit, but yeah, I I think it's I think it's a it's good because you're starting with a core character, um, and it's not Batman, and it's not Superman, and you're getting well, a fresh set of eyes before this. Yeah, I know, but Who it's good. This would come out. It's good news in theory if we ever see it, but I, I think it's positive news. I think it's a good thing. I have very mixed feelings. Well, as I'm not the biggest gun fan in the world, I think it's at least it's different. It's different from his slate. Yeah, because there's like no female-led things other than maybe a Supergirl movie. Um, But, and I love the first Wonder Woman and I have issues with the second, but I don't hate it as much as most people. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm team clean slate still. I yeah. gotta gotta maintain that. I think we should. Uh, I know it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater a little bit, but like, gotta get rid of Gal Gadot as well. You know. Um, yeah. I know she's like synonymous with Wonder Woman at this point because it's like she's the most high-profile actress to play her. But I don't want the old Wonder Woman and a new Batman and a new Superman. Like that's that's weird to me. You know. If, if they interact, I, I agree with you. That is weird, but I, I. DC has done nothing she... to to sort of like earn any sort of. You're right. Like it is. It is weird because wh- what have they? What have they got? Uh, like they don't have uh, a structurally sound cinematic universe. No, nobody knows what's going on. It seems like, and this will lead to confusion, or will it not? Will it only lead to confusion with people like us? Like. Could be Did, like an Elseworlds thing, like the Batman. Yeah, but like, I know we talk about it all the time of like trying to channel the casual cinema goer, but like, do they even put it like, do they care that X movie is connected to Y movie? You know? I think that's the goal. Like Marvel uh, pre Endgame, where it's like, you have to see all of them for it to make sense. And that's why they, everyone went to every movie and that's why they all made a billion dollars, you know? So that's right. like what you want. But to answer your question, no, I don't think they care about DC. Right. But like the goal should be to fix that, you know, like you need to make them care. So I think, yes, you're right. And, but that's not the way it should be. But you know? the, the, the follow-up answer to that though, is that Marvel isn't even Marvel anymore in terms True. of that. So if Marvel isn't doing it, you know, what well, chances Marvel does DC, did. DC have? True. But Marvel 
puts out like 10 times the content that they do. And then yeah. an argument could be made that Marvel like overstepped by complicating it with all these multiverse entries, you know, maybe the general audience isn't like that. Things were very streamlined and there's a lot of connective tissue with all the things leading up to Endgame. Yeah. And now like things aren't connecting at all like they used to. I mean a little bit, but the only through line seems to be multiverse and that's complicated in, in and of itself, you know? Right. So I wouldn't follow that roadmap if I were them. Because it's not working out. But for sure. I mean, I, I guess know. it all remains to be seen. So I would look forward to the movie, but I don't want it to be made. I yeah. know that's contradictory, but that's how I feel. <laughs> I know, I understand that. I can relate to that. But that's all the news I got. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to the review, we're going to do my news as always. But before we do that, we got to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first, and I'm picking not a comic. What a shock. I'm picking exclusive to the Clear Lake location. The Hellfire oh. Club dice trays. That's right. Our old school gaming night that happens every other Wednesday. We've got our own dice trays, custom dice trays uh, made just for us at the Clear Lake location. 20 bucks. That's cool. Come get them. They look really cool. That's oh, yeah. They're, su- they're super cool. Yeah. What, what about um, you, Dylan? My pick is a graphic novel, also not a comic. It is. Um, so DC has a partnership with Webtoon. And they have like a bunch of exclusive comics there or a handful and they're printing them in like graphic novel format. And the first two came out this week. There's one for Vixen. There's one for Batman uh, family adventures, something like that. And it's like the bat fam, but it's kind of like a slice of life drama situation. Not really like superhero fighting bad guys story, but it looks really fun. Um, I'm excited to read it. Awesome. Okay, uh, getting into my news, um, sort of what, uh, actually, I don't remember if Dylan said this on the air or off the air, not a ton of news this week. It's almost like there's a strike or something. So, um, yep. yes. So light news week for me, only one trailer as well. Um, bit of gaming news. Um, there's a ton of small stuff that came out at Gen Con, but it's not all worth talking about. Um, the one I would m- worth mentioning here is that uh, Renegade Game Studios, who... Uh, Renegade Game Studios, who makes uh, every, they make Vampire the Masquerade, um, Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Blade Runner, Transformers, lots of IP-based tabletop role-playing games. They also make Star Trek and Conan, and they make a bunch of IP-based RPGs as well as Masquerade. Um, Anyway, they have a new game based on uh, one of the most, if not the most popular podcasts uh, called Welcome to Night Vale which I 
is the first real podcast of that sort I ever listened to. It's been out for over 10 years. I love it. Um, and they, later this year, they will have a tabletop role-playing game based on Welcome to Night Vale. That's super cool. So that cool. there is that. Um, Insidious, the Red Door, Dylan, box office, is uh, done $183 million worldwide, becoming the biggest horror film of 2023. It, it okay. edged out. It, it, it beat Megan. How dare it? Which is annoying. But I mean, good for them. But I, it doesn't that, deserve it. It doesn't. I don't understand. Let's so but Megan came out in what like January or something? Yeah. Megan in the summer, it would have been different. Okay. Oh, Megan Megan that. hits different in the summer. She slays. Yeah. Didn't we get cocaine bear this year too? We did. And talk and talk to me. And uh Well, talk to me didn't talk to me made less than a hundred thousand dollars. Um, but but the budget or hundred hundred million uh yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um it still made a ton of money, but I know, but it shouldn't be number one, is what I'm saying. There's others. I know. There's, There's better, better movies. Ones. But yeah. you know, good for good for them, I guess. That'll inflate Patrick Wilson's ego uh to do more music, I guess. Oh right. I was like, why do we hate Patrick Wilson? What did he do? What? I was like, oh, we yeah, don't. I don't, that song. I don't hate Patrick Wilson, but like No, he's an enemy of the podcast now. In that <laughs> he's an enemy I want an the... arbitrary celebrity to hate. One that <laughs> no one really... would ever guess. We... Patrick Who... Wilson. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm about it. We hate that guy. Um yeah. All right, some Scream 7 news, Dylan. We did get some news about Scream 7, um, which, if you don't know, we loved Scream 6 here um, and 5, but really love 6. But Radio Silence, the directing collective that directed Scream 6, will not be returning for Scream 7. Uh, There's a bunch of... I don't know who's in Radio Silence, but it's a bunch of people. It's like five or six people. Um, but anyway, so due to scheduling issues, they're not coming back for Scream 7. However, Christopher Landon of, ha- of Happy Death Day and Freaky will be directing Scream 7. We love which to see it. I'm excited about that. That's 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 great casting for me. That's, that's, that's a good fit. Yeah. That's good booking. That's, I wonder if he's writing it or has anything to do with the script. Um, no, it's still being written by... Um, uh, it doesn't say. Actually, oh, I'm not okay. sure. Uh, maybe he'll punch no. it up, Michael. He'll punch it up. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have that information <laughs> currently, Dylan. I don't have that information okay. currently. That's fine. Yes. Um. Um. But I, I can. I can tell you that I know that Radio Silence is still on board as executive producers. So whatever that means. Okay. Um. Thr noted that Jenna Ortega, um, has not officially returned. Is not officially signed on yet. Um, her deal, uh, THR notes that Ortega's deal will be one to watch as the actri- actress signed on to the franchise before she catapulted to the A-list thanks to Netflix's Wednesday. So, I mean, she'll be back, but they're going to have to pay smelling, I'm smelling reduced role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's giving, she'll be on set for two days. Right. <laughs> two really long days. Yeah. My sister's out of town. I'm yeah. not used to being alone. That's how the movie's going to start. Um, Melissa Barrera and Mason Gooding are back. It looks oh, like, and there is, and there is no official word on who is writing it. So there's that. Okay. Um, moving on to uh, talk to me. Uh, has done very well. It made. Um, they have. They don't have uh, a hard number, but they said it's just on the high end of seven figures. Um whatever but on a budget of four and a half million dollars that's tremendous obviously um but the directing duo danny and michael Filippo, 
uh, also known as Raka Raka on YouTube, uh, have been offered to make a sequel by A24. So that is confirmed. They are making a A24, I'm sorry, a Talk to Me 2. Um, they are returning to direct and returning to write it as well. So obviously yeah. we won't see this for a while, but. There's some kind of Pearl situation, though, because there's some interview where they said they shot a prequel with the people. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. And before them. Um, Interesting. I haven't yeah, seen they that. Said, like during this movie, they oh, shot yeah. a prequel for it. Oh, yeah. Not, I see it. I don't Here know it if is. that's what this is or. No, this know. is something different. Um, okay. Yeah, there, there's an interview. Um, uh, Danny says, uh, quote, we actually shot an entire Ducket prequel already. Um, it's told entirely through the perspective of mobile phones and social media, so maybe down the line we can release that. Oh, interesting. Huh. Um, then the, the other brother adds, we have a quote, we have a lot of original stories that we want to tell, but the Talk to Me stuff is exciting to us, so they have a sequel. Uh, we wouldn't be opposed to it. And then the next day they announced the sequel. So, I mean, they had to do a sequel for the Talk to Me like visual you know oh yeah you have so. to you have to okay um this one is silly but and dylan i know won't care but there's a new <laughs> movie a new rl stein adaptation dylan okay I'm called Z- are you, are you, were you rl stein fan as a kid not really you know who i'm ta- you know who that is the goosebumps guy yes yeah okay for those that don't know rl stein is the author of what's seeming seemingly thousands of children's horror books that are terrible, but tons of fun if you're eight. Anyway, and he did those other the other movies we like the uh, the teen ones, the trilogy. Didn't he do that one? It, did he? R.L. Stein? Yeah. I don't know. Fear. Oh, Fear Street. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. did. Yeah, he did write those Fear Street books. So I'm a um, fan now. I love the. I love those. That's movies. right. Anyway, he's got a new movie called Zombie Town, which I I don't really care particularly about that. It's rated PG-13 for bloody images. But what I do care Ooh. about is that it is reuniting Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are the vill- are, are in the movie. And look, there's a movie that I bet Dylan's never seen called Nothing But Trouble. Which oh, no, is, I love that movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. I know, I know you've never seen it. But I love that movie so much. And it has Dan Aykroyd and... Uh, it is Dan Aykroyd at his most crazy. If you don't know much about Dan Aykroyd, he is a bonkers filmmaker. When he is making a movie, it is off the wall, off the walls, crazy. Oh, it's like slug people. Yeah, dude, the movie is bananas. And one of <laughs> and I and I just I've been I've been want I want nothing but trouble too. I've been wanting that forever. So and Chevy Chase is in that too. So I'm hoping that uh, we get some nothing but trouble too action in this movie. Uh, we'll keep you posted on all the Zombie Town R.L. Stein adaptations uh, news. These look like the creatures from uh, Nothing But Trouble look like them. that creature um, in the attic in Bo is Afraid. Oh, I don't even know which creature. Oh, yeah. Well, one of those is Dan Aykroyd. Um, Dan Aykroyd plays like three, three people in that movie. Okay. But yeah, anyway, he's great. Um, the last bit of news here is there's a trailer from Magnet. Um, magnet releasing they've got a new religious thriller called deliver us coming to theater september 29th it's a like i said a religious horror movie 
Uh, okay, or Deliver Us is a theological horror film that explores religious prophecies in various cultures throughout history, a universal thread in the world religion surrounding the feuding brothers, Cain and Abel, Thor and Loki. Okay, go on. Um, anyway, it looks like a it, the, the, the trailer just came out, and it's about a lady who um, is pregnant with twins, a nun who is pregnant with twins and thinks one of them is evil and one of them is good. And what did you think of the trailer, Dylan? I don't know if it would make me watch it, but yeah, the trailer so like, was fine. The first minute, I was like, this is pretty good. It was and then all A24 with the music cues in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the first yeah. minute, I was like, this is this is all right. This looks pretty cool. I could watch this. And then it's like, I'm I'm bored. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it. I do like a good religious horror movie. You do. Um, I do. I, I, I'm about it. But go check out the trailer for this. I don't trust Magnet. They're not a name that I... It's not synonymous with quality for me. Okay, but I don't. I don't know how you feel about Magnus. Yes, September 29th, theaters and VOD, the same okay. day. So you know oh. what that means. Mm. So two theaters, LA and New York. Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, I mean, we might get it. No, we won't. I mean, you're right. If Alamo decides to show one, maybe. That's true, but um, that's all I got. That's all my news. Uh, so let's go ahead and hear about all those tabletop events. Time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to talk about TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Spoiler warning for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, the new animated Ninja Turtles movie. There is stuff to potentially spoil. Um, We're going to talk about it. So this is your final warning. Spoilers. All right. Dylan, what was what was your hype level going into this movie? Were you excited? Were you a big Turtles fan overall? So I watched the mid-2000s Turtles show growing up. I think I had like six or seven seasons or something like that. Okay. Um, and I was like a mild Turtles fan, you know? I never mm-hmm. watched the old movies. Um, so I've only seen that cartoon, and then I've seen the Michael Bay ones. So I don't have <laughs> like... I think that cartoon was good, but maybe I was just a child. I don't know. But um, Right. I don't have like the best sampling of like uh, turtles lore, um, and I wouldn't sure. call myself a big turtle fan, so I wasn't super hyped for it. But you and I have been looking forward to it based on the trailer, so right, on exactly. That, on that front, I was very excited. Yeah, same here. So, um, I'm a bigger turtles fan than Dylan is, um, or I am not actively a turtles fan. I I grew up a really big Ninja Turtles fan, 
Um, loves the car, the nineties cartoon, loves the toys, loves the live action movies. I was a real big turtles fan when I was in single, single digits. Like this is my, I had turtles bed sheets. I had, you know, that, um, you know, that, um, well, I mean, I don't partake anymore as an adult, but, um, no shade to adult turtles fans. Um, but, uh, you know, that project that you have to do in school where you have to like take care of an egg and, yeah, carry I've the egg around with you and stuff. Okay, yeah. we had to do that in our one of our. I don't remember what grade, some grade, um, and we had to have this egg and make a transportation thing for the egg, carried around for a week, and I used my teenage mutant ninja turtles turtle van, um, and I decked out the inside of it with uh, gauze and cotton balls and made a little chair for it, and I would pull it on a string. It worked out great. So I, and I got to bring my turtle van to, to school all week. Anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that's that's the level of fan I was. I was a big time fan. But I obviously fell off and never watched that the subsequent shows or I have seen the Michael Bay movies and they're terrible. Um Yeah. Anyway, I was very much looking forward to this because it looks so good. It looked like it was taking a lot of inspiration from Spider-Verse. And it did. Um, which we can get into. Um, let's let's talk about that now. I think like that's like the most, I uh, that's the most like prescient thing to talk about, right? Like it's like, well, it's here. So this is to me the first real movie that is taking it d- like direct, like the first real big movie to me that I've seen that is taking a lot of influence from Spider Verse. That and Puss in Boots. I know you didn't see that one. I didn't see Puss in Boots. But the, that one did the same thing also. Okay. This one, I mean, from the trailers, we could see it. It had a unique animation style. Yeah. And pop culture, music, rap, a lot of hip hop music. Anyway, um, how did that work for you, this movie, Dylan? Um, I loved and, it. And was thought... it as obvious as it was like in the trailers? Yeah, so we, you and I called it in the trailers. It was like, I don't think they're making any attempt to hide the fact that it's inspired Influence. by Spider-Verse. Right. But in that, and by that, I mean, like you said, the music and then like the mix of 2D and 3D visuals mm-hmm. and kind of like the sketchy, yes. uh, grungy look, which I think works really well. I don't think it works well for everything, but for Turtles, it works does. works great for of, Turtles. Yeah, because of New York and it kind of like channels the Eastman, like sketchy art kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Of course. Um yeah, so I thought it worked really well for this. I thought it was, I liked how um, like dark yet vibrant it was, if that makes sense. Like really vibrant Absolutely. colors, but really dark setting. Um, I thought it matched really well with like just the the tone of the movie, the humor. Um, but yeah, the action and the visuals are like what sold me on it. They were so A- good. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think... Um the the spider versification of it was very good um on the whole there were a couple of things that were just a little too like all right that's that's I have just one. okay mine is the audio audio cue when they've used it a couple times yes yes that's mine okay like i was like that's enough prowler like i get it right that's it's just a prowler cue right like okay cool i'm not tripping but like Cause okay, so like for texture, I saw this after driving seven hundred miles in a day. I I did. If you don't remember, everybody, I did my trip to Gen Con last week, and it's a thousand miles each way. 
and I saw Turtles after driving 700 miles. I saw this movie. So I might have been, I thought I was like, maybe I'm a little crazy from the road or whatever. But like, that's, that's, that's just the Prowler sound drop. And yeah, I, that, it was. That was my only complaint. I thought it was like it moved into the, um, like you said, let me copy your homework, but I'll just change it a little bit. Right. Situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When, they so they definitely was, did that. It was the score that I thought was too derivative. If I gotta be honest. Okay. Um, see, I I disagree. I really like the score. The score it, was good, but it, it was, was very, very derivative. I thought. Okay. Yeah, it was. And um, the score was by. Uh, go ahead. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Yeah. Trent, Trent yeah. Reznor's. I don't know who Atticus Ross is, but Trent Reznor's a very big deal. Um. It fit really well with the with the movie. I, I liked thought. it. I I think I think the the more derivative thing is the the hip hop soundtrack it was just very like I mean the hip hop soundtrack was very different from Spider Verse, but it was just kept to me evoking Spider Verse. But I liked it. It fit very well. Um, I, I my criticism of the score would be that it was pretty repetitive. Um, the, it was a synthwave score, and I love synthwave. Um, but the problem that synthwave can run into is that a lot of it sounds the same. And this is coming from a fan of that genre. It just a lot of it sounded the same. Um, but I liked it. It sounded good. Um, I'm just trying. I'm trying to pick out some I little liked- flaws here. Yeah, but I th- I feel like like you said that the the soundtrack helped the score a lot because it was it a did. lot of music. It was like more. It was way more jukeboxy than Spider Verse too. Than Spider Verse, you know, yeah. where it would just be like a blatant the whole song would play. Yeah, um, which I thought worked really well, and I think it did the score a lot of favors. Yeah. That being said, I haven't like gone to listen to the score by itself, but I was just distracted by the similarities with it. Sure, I get that. Um, okay. Um, let's talk about the cast. So we have a bunch of people that I don't know of as the turtles. Yeah. A bunch of They're not new- famous. Right. Um, they were great. I love the turtles. Yeah. I thought they were fantastic. So good. Yeah. I, they go on. No, I really like don't have anything bad to say about I don't have a lot bad to say about this movie, I will say that. Um I thought the voice cast was tremendous. Um, I can't. I'm trying to think of a week. Oh my god, I didn't realize John Cena was Rocksteady. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, he was um, pitched down a little bit. <laughs> okay, I I liked everybody in this movie. Like the the kids were great. The turtles were very good. They were written well. They were very believable. Yeah, apparently they let them improv a lot, and they recorded all their scenes together rather than solo. That's that and shows. It, it really showed. Yeah, like. You know, you can, that's, I, that's a thing. That's a weird. So I learned, I remember learning about that, about that a lot of animated stuff is not recorded in the same room by watching Simpsons behind the scenes stuff. And the Simpsons is recorded in the same room, um, which I think is what makes the Simpsons so dynamic. Um, I mean, Simpsons is also a bajillion years old and stale, but um, that aside, but that the dynamic of the actors acting with someone else is it, it elevates your product and right. you you don't get that in a lot of other children's animated um, movies and 
that I'm glad to know that because those those kids were awesome. They yeah, were really, this real is, good. This is the first time teens have played the turtles before. They're like right. actually actually kids. So I thought that was cool too. I and really like and they were using like accurate slang too. It didn't sound like uh yeah. me writing for teenagers. You yeah. know? It felt authentic, I thought. It felt very authentic. Um I, I liked... do think it's probably gonna like be very dated quickly, but that's fine. Of, co- of course. I mean, but that's like that's fine. There's so many pop culture references in this. Uh oh, nonstop. But I think it'll be like a little time capsule and it'll be endearing, you know. I liked April O'Neill, that she was very good. I don't know who I, I don't know most of these people other than the olds, you know. April is uh actress named Ayo Edabiri, and I'm like a super big fan of hers. She's in The Bear, she's in the movie theater camp that I watched for Sundance, and it was really good. Okay. She's gonna be in Thunderbolts in for Marvel. I was about oh. trying to remember what it was. So she's got a Marvel role coming up. Cool. She's like she's so, doing a Marvel. so good. She's doing a Marvel. But I think everyone's gonna okay. see a lot more of her. She's awesome. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, no, she was great. Um, and obviously I liked, I, I thought ice cube as Superfly was well, a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Superfly I mean, it wasn't he, something they invested in really like I, it was, I was happy to see ice cube. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. that was good. And he, and he had, he had some good lines. <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko was fun. <laughs> Jackie Chan as Splinter was very good. Also. He was good. He was, it was he had a lot of emotion. Him. He was acting because he was playing a good father. Yeah, he was very um, good. Wow. Yeah, I liked. Um, um, I liked that they let Rose Byrne be Australian. That yes. never happens. That was cool. She was right. Leatherhead. I also yes. want to say with all these extra monsters, there were like oh, there were scene stealers, but I don't. It could be so wildly off of the source material, and I truly would not know. Like I just thought there were cool little creatures, you know. Oh yeah, I assume. Aren't some of them gender bent? I'm assuming. I think so. Yeah, Leatherhead, um, Wingnut. Yeah, Wingnut. Yeah, I I assume they're gender bent, but like I don't, I couldn't tell you. But they were so cool. I love them all. They had little. They had the, all their own little personalities, and they're all disgusting. Yeah, I thought they were all great. Um, I see. That's I what I like better about this one. The turtles that I've seen in the past, they're like. I feel like they're making a big effort to compensate for the cheesy premise by making everything like kind of badass, you know, and like cool. Yeah. But this was just like, no, they're like awkward teens. And then these are like disgusting little mutants, like, but they're cute. And that's what it is. You know, it felt like they understood what made, what makes it special and like embraced it rather than like trying to like the Michael Bayification of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I agree. Um, they, they got it. Um, Seth Rogen and well, yeah, Seth Rogen is the lead writer on it. I mean, it had the it has five writers, um, and Seth Seth Rogen is the one that I know. Is Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Jeff Rowe, too. yeah, Dan Hernandez, Benji Samit. At obviously, I think this was great. I think it was written very well. I think it was directed well. I I don't have much else negative to say about it. I don't know about you, Dylan. Um, looking at the cast, I give it. No, nothing. I don't have any like negative standouts. I thought I had a really uh, good time. The plot, like, okay. me out. Yeah. the plot yeah. is very basic, but like, okay, I do have something. You're, you're here for the fun vibes, and just don't think about the plot too much. You know, it's oh, right, like a sure. Movie. 
so, so okay so with that yes so with it being a kids movie i was reminded more that this is a kids movie where spider-verse is not kids can enjoy spider-verse but like it has more of a elevated plot there is so many in this movie just like elongated fight scenes that go nowhere or chase scenes or just like or, or like just action bits it's just like yeah. let's just have a lot of running around <laughs> all right you know which you don't get and it will be like spider-verse so that's like a detractor for me but like i have to remember this is a children's movie and that's supposed to be in there like kids like that stuff true yeah i, I agree with that but i feel like they sprinkled in enough like humor and little character development during those scenes that it wasn't like hard to watch you know what i mean yeah so it was worth it for me i, I agree um, what about the mid-credits scenes dylan did i see more than one? Oh, scene excuse me okay i wasn't sure i fully could have walked out uh yeah. shredder that's right i mean I, it could, I mean what else is it gonna be i mean I Krang, more about I guess. that it like followed up a little bit with where they all were i know and stuff so that was more like interesting to me than like shredders here you know yeah i i liked what they were at prom or whatever oh, that was cool yeah. i don't remember i think like, I think it's satisfactory. Is that normal? No. Like, um, okay. Yeah, kind of. Well, actually, there, you... might, there isn't. I think there's just a crush, a one-sided crush, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, But either way, I, I, I thought it I'm had sorry. a very satisfactory ending, though. I think I really, I really enjoyed seeing the turtles get what they want and getting to go to school. And I liked it. Yeah, Let's they didn't the... bank on a second one, which I right. like. So yeah. let's let's rate this movie, Dylan. Um, if you don't know, we rate it on the letterboxed scale, which is zero point five to five. I went with a four, which is pretty good for me in an animated movie. I will say. We need to start letting me go first. I'm sorry. That's not fair. I also gave it a four. Ah. Um, I'm a follower. I've been giving so many fours lately. I was looking at my letterbox. It's like, I need to stop. I need to many fours? a five. Or a three, you know. Or three five. Yeah. Let me see. How many how many fours like... have I given this year? A lot. I've given a lot of fours this year. I feel like I've had a lot of fours, yeah. Actually, that's not true. I've <laughs> I have not had that many fours this year. I've oh, had good. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've had eight fours. So I think that's not bad. Um but anyway. Um that's gonna do it for us this week. Thank you so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.